0: So, Nicole, in your film, uh, you mentioned the sexual harassment in Hollywood. And if we can say before the Me Too movement, uh, you enriched the debate on this matter.
1: I think I take credit for the Me Too movement in Hollywood because my short film was done before that. I won Hollywood. I won L.A. Next thing you know, Me Too came out. So I think I think my message actually inspired somebody. The movie was, that's what was my movie, was before Me Too came out, because nobody was talking about it, and I found a lot of people struggled with that. And yeah, it was a story I had to share. Well, I had a lot of problems, but I, I made that the, the story, but it just showed where the addiction came from, because you wanna numb, and, Families don't talk, they hide, they lie, you know, and I still struggle with it now. You know, certain parts of the family don't want to see me still. I'm the problem, I'm the problem, even though I was a child. So I I want to help people because that's, it's a really painful, painful life thing.
0: Actually, in a call, you know, many women who went through what you went through will find it very difficult to speak up on this.
1: Well, yes, but the one thing is, uh, my thing is you are afraid. I was very afraid and it is scary to share, but I want people to see what comes from when you do get through that fear. It's amazing.
0: Like being, an, uh, being a woman that coming from uh, Arabic roots or Middle Eastern roots, this is not easy for them to speak about uh, such kind of a problems that you have been through. The, those, those topics or those problems considered taboos in our community.
1: Yes, it is. I I grew up. I still go. I kind of grew up more LA, you know. Not really with it. In fact, that's the problem with comedy because everyone's like, use your Palestinian, you know, roots and it do is. more. Yeah, yeah. It,
0: yeah there so are like- comedians who there are stand-up comedians who who didn't grow up in Palestine, who grew up in America in the U.S. and they went back to their roots, uh, to their mother's, parents' grandparents' roots, and started to bring that culture into their uh, shows, and it, it is so funny. Like, uh, I think Mo Amer is a uh, stand-up comedian. I, I think Amr Zahir also is an amazing Palestinian stand-up comedian. So it's a good idea to bring a culture. Uh, uh, I,
1: think I work with both of them. Um, but yeah, no, I always still, they have, their their parents, I think, man. were still more Arab. Yeah, but Mo is, Mo is very, very sweet. Very,
0: very talented, yeah, very talented. Nice
1: yeah i see him um, doing that's...
0: uh shows with with uh, david chavel who's the og oh. in stand-up comedy
1: i didn't know that when i met him i think i i think i worked with him before that i don't know if he knew him but i would never have known doing
0: tours but, with david Chappelle, yeah who's a legend in comedy. Him.
1: now him i've not met and i would love to meet him
0: with uh dev
1: Oh yeah, I haven't met Chappelle. Uh I was doing a show at the World Famous Comedy Store and Chappelle does drop-ins. And I, I was just on a show and at the very end I heard a lot of noise in the back room and then the host came up and he said, we have a special guest for you guys tonight. You know, he popped in, give it up for Dave Chappelle. And I was like, oh my, I was like looking for my phone. I wanted pictures. And then he's like, April Fools. It was April Fools' day. And I was like, oh my God. And I, I went up to that host, I said, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> he got me. I said, you're so good. I was so excited.
0: So, uh... Nicole, when did you start the career of stand-up comedy? Uh, why you started this career and how it was, your journey was?
1: I did it, I think, eight years ago. Wow. Eight years ago, and I did it out of fear. I did not want to be, a com- I tell people a story, I go, I did not want to be a comedian. I never, ever, ever, if I can do it, you can do it. Because I terrified me. But it was uh, I was given an acting role in a film. And when I did the audition, I was so nervous. It was a very, very big director. And I, I, I wasn't seasoned enough. I wasn't ready. And I got so nervous. And the part was given to me. The part was written for me. So how about that? And I didn't get it. So my heart was broken. And I thought, I can never, ever let those nerves ruin you know do that thing me again. So I thought for some reason I'm going to take a stand-up class that'll cure me. And it because it, it terrifies me. And even when I was registering, I was I was nervous just registering. The girl goes, you don't have to do the show. You don't have to do. I said, no, this is the whole reason I'm taking this class is I have to do this show. I have to overcome this fear. Wow. And and so I did the show, and it's in the the stories in the book, but. I said, it is so, it's so rewarding to do comedy. Like the, the, like I fell in love with the first show. Your first laugh, it's like, and that, it was my new drug.
0: If you would say something for the young artists and content creators, directors, uh, actresses.
1: Making my own was probably the best, which you hear actors, anybody who's interested in this industry, make your own. I used to hear that and I was like, no, I want, I want to be given something great, but you know what? Just keep doing your own and telling your story, and I think that's what's gonna be your breakthrough. So it, even there, even with the hardship, I think you can, especially with iPhones and computers now, you can you can make something. I My goal was in this quarantine to make a little monologue video. You know, and if the right person sees it, Especially now, even no matter where you are, you can be seen and heard. Um, yeah, and, and we use that pain to heal and help and tell the world.
0: As a Gaza and a content creator, I have a lot of stories to tell in a place like Gaza. But somehow I find myself lost. Where should I start from? This place is packed up with stars
1: powerful story. I mean, Gaza, like that is like the most known place in the world. You know, like I tell people my name, I went by a different name for a while. And it was like, I want to start using my name because everybody has an acting name.
0: So, uh, Sony called what, what was it like to grow up in the US having a Palestinian father and American mother? what was it like for you
1: my dad was 10 when they came here so he he americanized really fast
0: very quick
1: (laughs) yeah that's that's why i said i did not have any arab fam my parents were not strict or they were divorced when i was five which back then was not that common as now so i'm curious my my question for you yeah Comedy there like where do you do comedy in Gaza
0: where we do comedy
1: where do you do an open mic
0: we use actually here there are not uh, on theater we have cultural centers uh, theaters that are not meant for comedy but you rent the theater and you do your show there uh, Well, this place is not very lucky because you have only three walking and one of the most known cultural centres that have been in Gaza since the 90s or the 80s. Very old, has been uh, turned into dust by the warplanes in 2018 and this caused a heart uh, attack for all the artists for all the singers and for the comedians who build their career in that cultural center. did around three shows. First show was called Gaza Youth Speaks. It gave opportunity to more than 25 poets, stand-up comedians, artists, uh, singers. Uh, Most of them stepped into the stage for the first time. Most of them are young, aspiring, motivated to speak up to express themselves and they shared their feelings, their views, their words on the stage with the public in both languages, English and Arabic. Always I was looking for giving the chance for women, for the young aspiring women to speak up in my show and my shows and in the community. Because, as you know, women here are all young women, full of energy, motivation, uh, very creative, wants just a small opportunity uh, to express themselves, to talk about what they experienced. Some of them were were using English uh, as a way to, to hide from the society they are living on. Not to speak directly to the society, but speak to the world about what she is going through. I love what you said about making fun of what scares you. Stand-up comedy was a weapon that helped you defend yourself against fear, or how you describe it as a monster.
1: Yes, and I, I want people to still, what I do is whenever anything hurts or there's a struggle, you make fun of it. You make fun of that monster, I call it. Um, of course, nowadays I have to be very careful because everybody's offended and you can't you can't say things out here right now.
0: How was your quarantine, Nicole? How did you spend your time? What did it teach you? Um, do you think that things will get better in the future as somebody who has been through the good and the bad in life?
1: I actually did good. I, I kinda liked the downtime. I like I said, I, I had peace here. I was like, this is okay for me. I don't have the fear. I hoped some good would come out of it. I, I refuse to take in bad stuff. I, I refuse. I'm like, I've already been through bad. To me this was a vacation. I know bad, so I'm like, this has been a vacation for me and when people say things like never gonna be normal, never, I say never say never. I know who's in charge. I know this could be gone tomorrow. You know, like I know that this is not an accident. This this was all planned. you know, so uh, we don't know. So nobody knows when they say, I didn't watch the news, I don't, um, you know, because they, they change it every day. I said, they don't know, the expert don't know. And the media wants to change it every day because it keeps you glued and it keeps you, well, so to stay, okay, stay home, I'll take care of myself. I used it for the best, this is the time to write, this is the time to heal, this is the time to connect. And look at all these fun things that were just, I find the good and the bad.